This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host and the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg, and we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topic is the shifting market a challenge or an opportunity for home buyers. And in the second segment, we will explore what the rest of the year looks like for home prices. Special thanks to our sponsor this month, Central Virginia Flooring. Central Virginia Flooring is a local family-owned business located at 7621 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. As the name suggests, they specialize in high-quality floor coverings to make your home or business pop. Stop by their showroom today to view their large inventory of in-stock materials, including luxury vinyl plank flooring. They're open Monday through Friday and weekends by appointment. Their number is 439-4140. 434 area code, 439-4140. Or better yet, just stop by their Timberlake Road location and they're across the street from Carmilla Realty. Let Central Virginia Flooring be your guide to beautiful new floors. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. If you want a brand new home on three plus acres, these Campbell County homes may be the perfect fit. We have several completed and ready for you to move into today. 544 Collins Ferry Road. It's priced at just $269.9, offers 1,440 square feet of one-level living space with three bedrooms, two full baths. You'll love the open floor plan. There's a beautiful kitchen complete with solid surface countertops and an island. There's high-quality cabinetry, soft-closed doors, dovetails, all that stuff. Uh, stainless steel appliances are included as well. There's even a spacious primary bedroom with lots of closet space and a very comfortable bathroom and shower. There's also a separate laundry room. If you want more space, right next door is a 1,560-square-foot home. This has a larger footprint and living space, complete with a covered front porch and a back concrete patio. It's also finished and available, available for $289.9. Three completed homes on Collins Ferry Road, just 25 minutes south of Lynchburg Airport. For more information or to schedule your tour, visit carlmillerrealty.com. Well, if you tried to buy a home during the pandemic, you know the limited supply of homes for sale. And uh, we are joined in studio by Yancey Campbell. That's right. Hello. I'm back here again this week. <laughs> Our amazing marketing director. Do we have any announcements this week? Oh, goodness. I don't think so. We might. Oh, September. September. We're thinking a little further out. But in September, we've got the Virginia 10 Miler. I know we've been announcing this every mm. week, but mm -hmm. it really is a highlight in the community. We're going to be sponsors for that again this year. Stop by our booth and say hello. That is September 24th. Yes. But Friday, they also have the kids run that night. So don't forget about that. So if you want to sign the whole family up, go for it. Are you you're running the four miler? Yeah. The running 10 -miler? the four miler. Not the 10 miler, the four miler. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carl, I can tell you're disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I think that's great that you're running. <laughs> that's right. I mean, if you're out there running, but that's a fun race. So it come is. out and yeah, Carmilla Realty will be sponsoring that. We've got a, we'll be doing at least one cool door prize, maybe that's more. That's right. Yep. We've got some fun stuff. So yeah, that'll be the last Saturday in September. Yeah. But I think that's it for announcements today, surprisingly. Okay. Very good. Well, jumping right in. We've been talking about the housing market, and, and uh, if you've been trying to buy a home during the pandemic, you probably know the limited supply of homes for sale. And that was just a challenge for yeah. buyers. It created a lot of intense bidding wars and multiple offers and 
prices got driven up as buyers competed with one another to be the winning offer. We kind of joked that we couldn't even we couldn't even uh, negotiate with the seller. You were just trying to beat out all the other buyers. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so, yeah, but what was but what was once your greatest challenge may now be the best opportunity for you as a buyer today because the data shows buyer demand is moderate in the wake of higher mortgage rates and there's a couple reasons why this shift in the housing market is good news for your home buying plans. Hmm. And this is an article that came out from Housing Wire. That's right. It was Housing Wire along with Keeping Current Matters with the NAR. So a lot of these statistics have been pulled within the past week that we're about to talk about. So sure. number one is the challenge. Uh, and the article goes on to say there were many reasons for the limited number of homes on the market during the pandemic, including a history of underbuilding new homes. And Carl, we've talked about this multiple times, mm. that there is a dire need for new construction right. um, since the market crash in 2008. Right. And as the graph shows, so the graph on the article shows that the monthly inventory of homes for sale from the, over the past 10 years, but we're sitting right at around three months. Yeah, nationally, that's just, just right at three months. And, you know, compared to 2011, which of course was after the Great Recession when there yeah. was over nine and a half months of housing supply. Yep. You know, it's just hard to comprehend. But I remember, I remember, I was a real estate agent in 2011, yeah. and at that time in Lynchburg, there was probably about 2,000 homes for sale. Really? You wow. know, and uh, there was just a lot of choices, and things just weren't si were just kind of sitting there. And buyers had the cream of the crop. You just went around, looked at a lot of houses, and picked homes. off, and oh, you picked word. off, you picked off the best deals. Y'all didn't you know? know how to act. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of signs in yards in I'm 2011 sure. for sure. I'm As sure. representing sellers, there was a lot of sellers that were trying to sell their house yeah. during those months, during those those days. So, so basically, what what you're saying is that the challenge, which was there, there was just a limited number of sales, and that was the challenge. But now, what is the opportunity? Mm. So, what's the opportunity? So the graph shows, uh, again, just we're looking at a graph, so we're kind of cheating a little bit here, but uh, we're looking at a graph that had nine and a half months of housing supply in 2011, and, and then it dipped down, honestly, it dipped down to just under under two months of housing supply there, not f too many months ago, end of the year 2021, beginning of the year 2022, and now that inventory is increasing up to close to three months. So it's it's a trend back up in the right direction, but moderating demand is slowing the pace of homes. And that's one of the reasons housing supply is finally able to grow. Mm. So for buyers, what does that mean, Yancey? There's more homes to look at. There's <laughs> more options to choose from. And I think we've seen that a little bit over the summer, haven't we, Carl? We, we definitely have. And we'll talk about the, the real data here in just a second. But the, the point is, it's, it shouldn't be quite, it's not going to be quite as difficult for you to find your next home as it has been, as it was even just a few months ago yeah. in, in March and April. And, and having more options will lead to less intense bidding wars. Uh, now, there's still some bidding wars happening. There are. I just put an offer in for my clients this week, and it was an all-cash offer, which is very strong. Mm -hmm. And there were seven other offers, and we didn't get it. And I right. think that a lot of people think, oh, there's only one or two offers on homes. No, there's still seven to ten offers sometimes, depending sometimes. on the property. Yeah, depending um, on the property. So that was definitely a bidding war right there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, data from the Reader's Confidence mm -hmm. Index from the NAR, the National Association of Realtors, shows that this trend, the trend of having more options has already begun. Mm -hmm. In their recent reports, bidding wars are easing month over month. And we've kind of seen that here in Lynchburg. I mean, yeah. because we've had a few houses that we put on the market and no offers in five days, no offers in eight days. That's and, right. and so, you know, when, when that seller gets one offer, you're going to be, as sellers, we're inclined to look at that because Absolutely. one offer is all you need to sell a house. Yeah. But the point is that if you've been outbid before or you're struggle, you're struggled to find a home that meets your needs, I think you can breathe just a welcome sigh of relief. The big takeaway here is you have more options and less competitions today. And just remember, while easing 
data still shows multiple offer scenarios are still happening. As you just mentioned, Yancy, you saw this happen just this week. Yeah. They're not as intense as they were over the past year, or I would say in Lynchburg the last six months, but you should still lean on an agent to guide you through that process and just help make your strongest offer up front. Because you do still have to go in strong because you had a cash cash buyer. Cash buyer, full at list price, yeah. you know, a little bit above list price, actually. So, so, so that means that somebody else wanted that house more and probably just bid or more. definitely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> bid, bid house more. Right, right, yeah. right. What, what's interesting, you have another graph that uh, we're looking at here that um, the amount of offers on homes sold, and this is April through June. So the average number of offers, now this is the average. Mm. So in April of, in the United States, there was 5.5 offers for every house on the market. Wow. And as of June, which is the last data we have, month we have data for, it was down to 3.4. And I think when we see July, I wouldn't be surprised if we're in the, the twos for well, sure. This graph also says in May it was four. So we've gone down from five, four to three. Yeah. And Carl's predicting <laughs> predicting <laughs> yeah. September might be two. So it's, it's slimming down what? a little bit on that. One of the things that you always have to remember is that when you see these graphs or you see these data, it's national numbers. Yeah. And all real estate is, is local. You know, and so that's the thing is that we're in Lynchburg, which is a little different market than Scottsdale, Arizona, Correct. or Denver, Colorado, or Seattle, Washington. Uh, but but that's why I like to bring this bring the national numbers so we can kind of compare to what's happening in Lynchburg. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have a way to track how many offers per home is coming in. We just kind of are boots on the ground. We see it happening. And, and we can, I mean, I can share this. We've had houses that have had as many as five offers in the last month, and we've had houses that have had no offers for the entire month. Mm -hmm. It's 30 yeah. days on the market, no offers. So, you know, it's so we're seeing a little bit of variety. But but the point the point of this is for buyers, the whole point of, of us sharing this data is that buyers, you've got options. You can actually buy a house now, and you can Absolutely. actually negotiate with the seller. Like, so, if you've been thinking about that, now's the time. Yeah. So, I mean, every Friday, I just take a look at the numbers available in Lynchburg and, and three touching counties. And every week, you know, I am seeing all the stories. I'm hearing other markets about the inventory just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I keep expecting every Friday when I log in and look to see how many houses are for sale to see that number crest over 300 available homes. Yeah. And the market just keeps us below that number. In fact, this week, the number of available houses dropped from 284 last week down to 279. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so five, five different than last week. Yeah. But, but you know, the point is, is that we, we just, I just keep expecting this to see a growth over 300 because in June of 2020, for by contrast, there was over 400 houses for sale. Yancy. Right. Right. So we're, we're still less than a hundred houses than June, 2020. That's very interesting. So this housing wire article, is it true or applicable for Lynchburg? Um, no, it's it's definitely applicable. Uh, you know, and it's interesting to think about the average. So, so we we're not we don't have as many inventory homes for sale on the average as the national is right now. So we you know this this graph shows the national average having you know almost three right. months of housing supply. In Greater Lynchburg, we're still less than a month and a half. So mm -hmm. you take the average sales per month, right, and divide right. it into the current inventory. And uh, I'm just not seeing the number of houses available tick up local. It's coming. It's slowly coming up. But what, what, what in some cities, there's a huge increase, like we talked about Scottsdale, uh, tripled in the last 30 to, uh, 60 days. Same thing is true in Seattle. But um, because there's a downward trend in the amount of homes for under contract, it's the pending sales volume that's down significantly. Mm. So, so, Yancey, just in May... At any given time, there was about 430 to 450 houses for sale, like pending, you know, like pending, like pending, under yeah, contract, yeah. right? So, so that kind of tells us which the which direction the market's going. And as of this week, there's fewer than 380. Wow, so wow. that's 50 to 70 fewer houses under contract. So that's 12 to 16 percent. That's fairly significant. 
And it's manifesting itself again in the speed of the market slowing down. And so I'll tell you how we see this is the pending days on market, the, me- mm. the days on market. Yeah. What's the median days? Well, as a, for those pending sales, and again, there was, there was just under 380 this week. Uh, the, the days on market is nine. That's the median number. Um, and then, but if you look at that compared to the active homes, like you just take all those active right. homes and just look at the median number of pending, uh, I'm not pending, the median number of days on market, it's now 34. That's four times, almost four times the time on market of the homes that actually went pending. Huh. So, so, so bottom line, here's the deal. Supply is not overabundant, but the real opportunity is that the speed of the market is slowed down. And Correct. as a buyer, you can actually take your time a bit to buy a home. And you might not have to compete with five or more other buyers. I mean, you did this week with that with yeah. that house, but townhouse and cornerstone. But but then again, I mean, we and the answer we sold two houses just recently where um it sold for full price, but the buyer was able to negotiate closing costs. Yeah. yeah. Which we're going to actually talk about in Carl's Clips. Carl's Clips. Carl's real estate tip of the week. With the slowdown of the market, First-time buyers, there is great news for you. We are seeing sellers accept closing cost concessions again. Many times, first-time buyers especially have a barrier of entry due to the closing costs associated with closing a home required in the form of cash from the buyer. Closing costs are often 3 to 5% of a purchase price, in addition to any buyer down payment. So while the seller may not come off the list price in order to cover your closing cost, or maybe you'll need to raise the price above the list price in order to have your closing costs covered, For the first time in about 18 months, contracts locally are being accepted by sellers now with closing costs being paid for by the seller. Keep in mind as a buyer, this is essentially rolling your cash out of pocket into your financing. So if a seller is willing to accept $280,000, if you as a buyer offer $288,000 with the seller paying $8,000 of your closing costs, you will pocket the $8,000 you would have spent in closing costs and the seller gets the $280,000 net she was willing to accept. As a buyer, remember, it's easier to come up with an extra $40 a month than it is to come up with $8,000 in cash. Consult with your lender and agent to see if seller paid closing costs is right for your situation. And when we come back, will home prices drop this year? Welcome back, and thanks for listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm joined in studio by Yancey Campbell. If you and have qu- questions you want answered, go ahead. Yancey, tell out. us, please. If you have questions that you want answered, reach out to us and follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Carl Miller Realty. And you can also find us on our website. That is carlmillerrealty.com. Yes, yes. Carl, we were both trying to say the same thing there. You know, we, we, we have these nice little templates, but sometimes right. we just we won't. go off script. We just go Anthony's right off. clapping for us. Yes. Well, if you're a potential home buyer or a seller or both, you probably want to know, will the home prices adjust downward this year? We're hearing some crazy language like fall and home prices plummet. In fact, Yancey, this is funny. I read an article the other day about new say? home new home prices plunge no, you know, for no. new construction. Well, if you dig into the data, yeah. it was 0.7% that the average new home price adjusted downward so, a little like bit. like nothing. There was not plummeting. Yeah. So, Plummeting would be 50%. That's like going to uh, Kohl's and seeing a big sale, right? And Correct. Then, and it goes from the $100 pair of jeans to now, what's what's 0.7? It would be $99.30. So there you go. I don't know how you did math that quick, but there you go. Well, you know, it's just, it's just zeros. <laughs> that's right. A lot of people have a lot more zeros behind their net worth than Carl does. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just learning how to subtract and that's add right, zeros. That's right. So, so uh, let's break down what's happening, though, with home prices, uh, where experts say they're headed and why this matters for your home ownership goals. And just, we've talked about this before, Yancey, but last year's growth and appreciation just wasn't the norm. Yeah. 
Yeah. In 2021, home prices appreciated quickly. And one reason why is that record low mortgage rates motivated more buyers to enter the market. We've talked about this. I Mm -hmm. mean, they were down to 3% or a little bit above that. And as a result, there were more people looking to make a purchase than there were homes available for sale. We're still recovering from that. And that led to competitive bidding wars, which drove prices up. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, when you have uh, too many dollars chasing too few goods, it's Mm going to push prices up. Uh, And there's more dynamics than that. But you're right. I mean, capital was cheap. It was and so that definitely hit, aided in just kind of pushing the house prices up. But there's also the other dynamic of the supply and demand that we talked about just in the first half. Mm-hmm. But price appreciation averaged 15% for the full year of 2021. Again, this is just all across the board. This is I would Nationally think this is, Yeah, and I think this is including townhomes and condos. So mm-hmm. the whole thing, you know, prices dropped, went up 15% for the full year. 2021, which was up from 2020, which had an average of over 6%. So the pace of appreciation in 2021 just far surpassed the 6% that the market saw in 2020. And even that appreciation was greater than pre-pandemic norm. And again, this is sort of national numbers. Again, 3.8% Correct. is yeah. typically what a house appreciates in, in the United States. And this is there's data Annually. tracking this going way back into yeah. the you know 40s and 30s. So uh, this goes to show that 2021 was an anomaly in the housing market spurred by more buyers than homes for sale. Absolutely. And we talked that the national average um, dollar amount for a home appreciation was $56,000 right. in one year. Yeah. Um, so again, we're talking about the national averages. This isn't just Lynchburg. Yeah. And that, that's unsustainable unless unless wage growth happens Correct. at the same pace, yeah. which hasn't happened. And you know how now housing is more expensive, you know, as a yeah. proportion of household income. But this year, home price appreciation is slowing or decelerating from the feverish pace the market saw over the last two years. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. According to the latest forecast, experts say on average the nation, nation, nationwide prices will appreciate roughly 10% in 2022. Okay. And we saw we saw that run up, you know, from yeah. January through about May, June when the interest rates we went did. up to yeah. six, right? So now what's going to happen as we go forward is probably a fairly flat, maybe slight uptick, but but probably not, definitely not a huge uptick. In fact, what's interesting is when you look at, there's there's all these different um, companies that put their forecast out. You yeah. know, you got Fannie Mae, you got Freddie Mac, you got the National Association of Realtors. There are several others. Zellman, CoreLogic is another uh, mm-hmm. company that has a lot of credibility. Hypes and MBA are the other ones. And so they range from, this is the forecast. These are all forecasts, so we won't know, obviously, until we get to January of next year. But they range from a home price forecast of 2.7% on the low end up to as high as 16%. Now, that's forecasted. But, but that's very two different spectrums. But they, but they average out to 10.3% if you take all seven Correct. forecasts, which Correct. is just interesting. We'll have to come back and highlight this show in January oh, we when we will. get these uh, numbers in. When the numbers come in, and probably the official numbers won't come out until about uh, early February of okay. 2023. But no, it'll be really interesting. And you remember, I, yeah. I called it in June. You I said, did. I think that the home prices are going to go up 1% to 5% yep. the second half of the year. Yeah. And uh, you know, year over year, they were up at that point. Oh shoot! I don't remember. Was it eighteen percent? I think so. I do not remember. I'll have to. Don't go want to give any false statistics. No, I don't. I'm, and I'm really big about. It. I'm kind of should know yeah, that right I can't off the top of my head. But but the reality is is that the prices have definitely gone up here locally, uh, and I think that they were poised to go up another additional one to five percent the second yeah. half of the year. Yeah. So why the question that this article is asking that we're speaking of is why do all of these experts agree prices will continue to rise? And it's pretty simple. Even though housing supply is growing today, it's still low overall thanks to several factors, including a long period of underbuilding homes. We mm-hmm. talked about that in the first segment. Mm-hmm. Segment We need new construction, mm-hmm. uh, like 2 million new construction homes. I think at least. And yep. experts say that that's going to help keep upward pressure on home prices this year. 
Additionally, since mortgage rates are higher this year than they were last year, buyer demand has slowed. As the market undergoes this change, its true price appreciation this year won't match the feverish pace last year. Right. Uh, the app, yeah, and the rapid appreciation market saw last year just wasn't sustainable you know, with not. the way things. But but you're right. I mean, you talked about underbuilding, and I think the number is somewhere around five. It's under 600,000 homes were built in a decade between 2010 and 2019. Yeah. And the demand in the nation is about 1.1 million homes per year. Mm. So we were definitely underbuilt. And that problem, by the way, that supply problem hasn't gone away. And it still won't go away. Yeah. But what's kind of curbed the demand is the high, higher interest rates. So I think as the market kind of takes a collective deep breath mm-hmm. and they get used to the new normal, okay, 6% is where it's at now, mm-hmm. they'll be back in. Those buyers still want to buy a home. Absolutely. So, Carl, what does this mean for our listeners? Yeah, I think that today the market's just beginning to move back towards pre-pandemic levels. But even the forecast for 10% home price growth in 2022, it's well beyond the 3.8% that's more typical nationally in a normal market. Mm-hmm. So... So anyways, despite what you might have heard and despite some of the shocking, grabbing news headlines that you see, you know, the home price is plummeting and 0.7%. Right. Uh, experts say home prices won't fall in most markets. They'll just appreciate more moderately. Okay. Okay. So it's not going to be the overnight thing that we've seen over the past oh, two goodness, years. Oh, goodness. No. 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 I mean, well, again. Outside of some calamity happening in the Correct. nation economy, which of course we, I mean, I mean, we went through a pandemic. We've right. got a war going on in Ukraine. Who knows? You know, if something crazy happens in the world, I mean, the the economy and the the housing market, I mean, it, it could definitely be affected by a by a worldwide tragedy of mm-hmm. some sort. Mm-hmm. But but just if things continue, if jobs continue, the the job market, you know, again, that's just what's crazy. We're just I read a really good article from Wall Street Journal recently about how all the markets are just trying to get back to median numbers. And yeah. we've been so off kilter. We've been so jacked up with all the craziness in the world with the caused by the disruption in the markets that all the markets are just trying to get back to, to median what's normal. Right. And housing was disrupted and no doubt about it, we're in an abnormal market. So it's going to come back to to equilibrium, back to median numbers. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm, I'm actually excited about this our word that's out there, the recession word, because yeah. it's going to bring the housing market back to what's what's reasonable for, and for Americans. To oh, it's it very much so. When when and again, we didn't have this here, but you know, I've got friends in Southern California. I mean, and then when 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 a home hit the market out there at one point one million, and it sells for one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than the list wow. price. Oof. You know, with with dozens right. of offers, that's not normal. That's no, not that's healthy. Not, that's not normal. Yeah. So if you're worried of the house that you're trying to sell or the home you're trying to buy will decrease in value, just know that, again, data and experts aren't calling for depreciation in most markets, just deceleration. That means your home should still grow in value. It's just not as fast as last year. So real estate, I want to be very clear, real estate is still a very safe investment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an appreciating asset. It's an opportunity for you to lock your house payment in forever or, for, you know, as long as you have a mortgage. And uh, the only thing that will vary is the taxes and insurance. And, uh, you know, and, hey, I'm, I'm a buyer. I mean, I'm still buying investment properties. That's right. That's right. Um, I, I just love I just love it. And it's, it's a good it's a good appreciating asset. It's a safe spot to invest your money. Very much so. Yes. Well, Carl, you just uh, you came home from California. You were out in San Diego this I past was. week. Uh, you were at a real estate conference Brian, with Brian Buffini. Yep. Um, what were some of the things that you learned while you were out yeah, there? Yeah, so this was this conference was a little different. It wasn't quite as real estate slash business heavy. Okay. But it was more just personal growth. And we, we there was some great speakers, Yancey. We heard from Apollo Ono, who okay. was the world's most decorated winter 
Olympian speed skater. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, he, he gave a really good talk about, and so it's sort of the theme, and I heard a lot of agents talking about this, is just how to bounce back, like how to survive and yeah. bounce back from a, from a crazy time, which we've we've been in this crazy time. And some and unfortunately, there's a lot of people who've gotten a little bit sideways. Yeah. You know, mentally and just I mean, a lot going on. There's so much. There was so much craziness in the markets. There were so many people that moved. Forty-seven million people quit their jobs in the last in the last two two and a half years. And what's interesting is that seventy percent of those people regret have some level of regret wow. about their move, wow. right? So there's no doubt as a society as in the US we've been just a little bit messed up, right? So yeah. so one of the things that one of the takeaways is just kind of how do you how do you bounce back from this crisis? How do you get yourself back? Just like the markets are trying to find the median. Correct. Like how do we as people and as a society get back to uh to to the median? And so but back to Apollo Ono and he he I just loved his talk. He talked a lot about just how you can uh Basically, just kind of have uh, just different behavior and uh, elements, and, and he has a, he had these thing of five golden principles that I thought was just amazing, and they were he has these five G's, and it was just gratitude, just being conscious Ooh, about being gratitude, yeah. you know, being grateful, and it talks about he talked about when he when when he it just puts him in a present state where you know when you're t- thinking about what you're grateful for, you're in a, you can't you're, you're you're just in the present, you're in yeah. the present state of mind, you're not thinking about the craziness in the future, you're not reflecting on you know the craziness you're just sort of in a, in a present state and then just being a giver he talked about giving ourselves mm. uh just being um a giver to to others um told his story about how he was raised by a single father you know who immigrated from japan so apollo has just a great story he talked about grit you know the road was never it's easy and they, i don't know if you yeah. know his story you, I don't, 2002 yeah. He was the favorite. Like you got to put yourself in context. 2011 just happened. Uh, I'm sorry, not 2011. 2001. 9/11. 9/11 yep. had happened. Olympics were in Salt Lake City, and Apollo owner was Ono was the favorite speed skater wow. to win gold. Wow. And he's cruising around. He started in the back, but he 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 basically passed everybody as he's coming into the final stretch, and yep. he's in the first position. He's in position to win gold. And I mean, America's going crazy because yeah. he's their hero and. You know, again, you got to put, I mean, 9-11, you know, just happened. The whole U.S. didn't even know if the Olympics were going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, first time that everybody was being scanned for everything going into these stadiums. So, so the crowds on the speech just going crazy. And basically there was this huge melee of crashes, right? No. All the all the, all the the skaters got tangled up in each other. And uh, Apollo goes down just, just yards from the finish line. And the oh. guy who was fifth last, he's just hanging around the back. Well, he yeah. skates by everybody and crosses the finish line. Wow. All right, so Apollo gets up he's got a he's cut he's got a big old cut in his leg and yeah. he throws his his skate across the finish line for silver right mm. but he talked about how wow up to that point he thought winning was everything it was all yeah. about winning and he realized it wasn't winning uh, just his dad came down and he was so disappointed he thought he just disappointed America but basically that whole situation became an inspiration for America about just not quitting mm. And yeah. just not you, you give it your best effort, right? Yeah. And so anyway, so that that it's whole thing of grit, story. y'all. Oh, it's it's great story. So Apollo went on then in, in two thousand and six and two thousand and uh, let's see, ten mm-hmm. to just win gold and like I said, eight medals. Speaking. Wow, he's the most That's decorated American. He's the most decorated uh, Winter Olympian. Uh, so anyway, just just fascinating about how he talked about grit. And uh, how, you know, he, he had to mentally change, you know, the fact that he can grab the steering wheel, he can persevere, and he can do the hard things. And then just gearing up expectations. So you want to hear another Apollo story. Yeah. So this guy, he weighed 165 pounds, and he dropped down to, by the time his third Olympics, down to 145 pounds. And he was bench pressing, leg pressing 2,000 pounds. Oh, 
my I word. Know. I know. So anyway, and then the last one was just go. So anyway, I just loved hearing Apollo. There was other good stories too, but there was yeah. a lot of really, really good takeaways. That's inspirational. Maybe we should just make a whole show about everything. You yeah, we, we could. Apollo. It was, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. All right, this one's a little bit more of a wacky real estate law I found this week. In Marysville, Missouri, having furniture designed for indoor use, such as a couch or a recliner, on your porch outside is illegal. You cannot have indoor furniture outside. I think a lot of people that, would be uh, fined here in Lynchburg, We Co. could make a whole radio show about that. <laughs> That's, That's <right>. hilarious. <laughs> well, if you want real estate questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms. Thank you for tuning into our show. We are your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisors for all things real estate. Thanks again to our sponsor this month, Central Virginia Flooring. Contact them at centralvaflooring.com. And if you're looking to move this upcoming fall season as we head into the back-to-school months, contact us today, carlmillerrealty.com, for a detailed report of your home's value and how we can leverage our professional resources for the best possible terms for you. We'll see you next week. 